0: Welcome to the Peak Performing Team, a podcast for business leaders that want to cultivate more innovation, productivity, and well-being on their teams, especially in the middle of chaotic times. This podcast features advice on getting the right people started right, fostering inclusive teamwork, preventing burnout, and so much more. So now, let's join best-selling author, organizational health and teamwork strategist Faith Clark for this episode of the Peak Performing Team.
1: Hey everyone, thanks for joining me for this episode. Today I'm going to be talking about handling all the stuff that happens on a team and we know that Murphy's Law is, is the rule of the day, right? Stuff happens and I'm here in the winter of 2021, and it's massively cold. And I'm so compassionate for to my entrepreneurial friends who are in Texas right now. Many of them have had no electricity for three days. And when you think about no electricity, unless you have a, an effective generator, that, that's probably hit out a all of the stuff in the house, plus Wi-Fi. And in this pandemic, many of us are working from home, are leading our businesses from home. And I can just imagine how much adaptability and how much capacity just a simple thing like, it's not simple, but a, a simple thing like being without power for a few days can do, right? So we can plan, and in the past few episodes, we've talked about leveling up performance for our teams, through layering in um, inclusivity as a, a way to meet core human need because teams are made of people and if we nourish people then they have the capacity to perform at high levels so what's the nourishment and we've talked about that um, in lots of ways we talked about onboarding as a communal event instead of as a like a one-off thing that happens with HR we talked about meetings and how to have our team meetings be more effective and we've talked about how to do the planning of the team's work like what's the strategy for getting the particular job done based on the organizational goals how do we do this planning in inclusive ways where people have maximum ownership to what they need to be doing and we talked about the practices, the micro behaviors on the team that leads to this nourishment and that cuts down on waste, energy waste, so people can actually avoid burnout. And we've talked about a bunch of these ideas. And I hope as you've listened to the previous episode, you've taken one thing. And I always encourage, and like you can listen to a bunch of things, but I hope you're listening for the one thing that could be effective for you with your team. And while you're implementing that one thing, you may, you know, download. I have a a download of activities that might be helpful to you. So, you know, go to faithclark.com. You may reach out. Whatever you're deciding to do to implement, I just want to give you some thoughts around what happens when stuff doesn't work, right? When it seems like stuff's not working. Part of what I want you to The context I want you to put this in, or I'm encouraging you to put this in, though, is in the context of the stage that your business is in. So if you're a small business owner, your business is in one of two stages, more than likely. 90% of small businesses is in one of two stages. It's either that you are at the point in an early stage, and a stage can last as long as it needs to last, right? This is not about time but you're in an early stage where you have to validate the market for the product that you have to offer. And so when I say things happen, like Murphy's Law, the things that are impacting you are, lots of them are external because you have the product that you're going to be offering, the service that you're going to be offering. And then this market, who is your who's the client that you're loving on and what their express needs are and what's going to get them to buy and how do you know that the price point is valid and how do you produce what they need so that they can buy all of that validating the market piece is a very externally facing stage of your business and the whole reputation matters all the things right and so Things happening in the market can throw you off in a second. In a moment, life can change. And then this product needs to be shifted and tweaked and pivoted and so on. So all the things happening right there, that that could impact how you implement some of these ideas the second um, stage that you could be at in the early part of your business as a small business owner is that you could be in the capacity building stage so you've already validated the market you know what the product is that you're offering you know what the price point is you know people want it now you need to develop capacity and that's culture and structures and processes and people this is where teamwork comes in and if you are in that stage, then a lot of the things that could happen, yes, market things can happen, but the engine for having capacity is really where you want to be paying attention. And so all the things happening there, whether that's um, key people that you brought in to anchor particular parts of this process, you find out that they don't fit or um, financial difficulties because uh a source of funding um, fell through or um, my uncle had a construction business and I remember this was in Jamaica that within two months of his construction project was not completed but the dollar devalued and so it was it went the dollar became half the value and all of a sudden that impacted his ability to pay people, That impacted, it just, the price of everything went up, so that's an external thing that impacted every structure and process and issues with people, created issues with people, right? So stuff was happening, stuff will happen, and part of what we've signed up for is to be the people that handles this stuff and to help ourselves move into the stage of adult businesshood, right? The core ingredient that helps us move into the stage of adult businesshood is effective adaptable teams because the effective adaptable team will be the collective mind with you to help you think through self-pivot and harness the resources you need when all the things happen. So this core capacity that the team needs, this team needs to have the ability to see itself and change itself. And that's what we've been talking about in the past episodes, where when we talk about these practices that we're layering in, all of this is building the team's ability just to see itself and change itself based on internal and external things that are going on, right? So this is, it's like a team mindfulness. Like mindfulness for an individual is just the ability to be quiet enough to see the mind so that you can change the mind and on the team we need this ability as well so skills like the team's ability to reflect that's that noticing and that's that curiosity around what we notice the team's ability to reframe that's that okay this is how we've been responding to this but if we saw it another way we could respond in another way The team's ability to create the backup behaviors, that's these responses in another way, like, okay, what do we do in this situation? And being skillful in practicing that before it's needed. So these are some of the skills that your team will need to be layering in to build your ability to handle all the things my coat fingers, if you, you can't see me, all the things. This is very specific to your team and your organization's culture. I keep saying this. And your organization's culture, by the way, is, is, a, is an ecosystem that's constantly changing, right? So being responsive to the internal changes as well as to the client and to the contextual changes that are happening. So a couple of resources that you could um, put in your tool belt so that you can pull from, as you build this capacity within your team? Well, number one, I've mentioned the team performance audit. It will spotlight your one main thing right now. And I I really believe don't work on all the things. All the things are happening, but do respond to your one main thing on your team. Because when you build capacity in that one area, it's like it will open the door and all the other areas will happen more automatically. You know, and so, sometimes I, my son with autism, this was very helpful to me to notice this, that um, sometimes therapy goals are, you know, string together two word sentences, um, sorry, two word phrases and respond to blah, blah, blah. And they, we create these highfalutin goals and then we start to work on the goals, not realizing that these goals are tied to more fundamental goals. And when we work on the more fundamental goal, then the other higher level goals can happen more automatically. It's as if we remove a block and then there can be flow into these areas that the team is not performing in, right? So get spotlight the one main thing, that root thing. And if you need help, send me a message. So number one, do the audit. Number two, think about your meetings. Think about your meetings. I am a big advocate of having more meetings, but I have purposeful meetings. Design your meetings to help build the capacities that we just talked about, right? So separate out the capacity building that you're doing in different meetings. Don't mishmash everything together, because then you don't actually build any one thing. So operations like tactical stuff, do that in a meeting. If you're having training things, that's a separate meeting. Have times, connection times, protect those connection times and have them separately or at a separate part of the meeting. Think about what the think about the capacities that you want to build on your team. And then make sure your meetings are purposeful. Think about the kind of tools that fit the way you work as a leader and fit the way your team works and notice that you may not be able to have one tool for the entire team as much as you may find that different people need to be supported in different ways and what you need to figure out as a team is the integration of these tools right and so that's a that can feel complicated and happy to chat about that with you but just there is no need for everybody to be the same and that sameness can so much sometimes that really dishonors individuality in some ways and doesn't help the team because the team really needs to function by integrating difference not by leveling it all out so if if the single tool is working for you awesome if you have people on your team who think differently or who our strengths are different and they need different kinds of support or whatever it is, figure out what the tools are that you might need and then figure out the integration between the tools. And then have trusted partners. Get some people in your pocket, trusting partners that will provide perspective, right? And point out the boundary markers and some danger areas for the team. Like the people who are a little bit outside of your context, and whether those are consultants, or they are partners, or board members, or your friend over coffee, have some trusted people who you allow into your head and you allow to have a perspective on your team so that they can say, hmm, looks like the team might be getting close to that area. It's the equivalent of a coach showing a video of his team playing, of their team playing to another trusted partner. And I said, did you see that? Did you notice that? So crucial to have those people in our lives. So I'm wrapping up, Um, have resources to help you with all the things that happen. If you want to get the team performance audit, Make sure you've selected the button. I'll hop on the phone after you've completed this resource with your team and help you pinpoint what you need to do. And remember that the strategy that you come up with as you create, as you co-create this inclusive plan of action with your team, remember that strategy is fiction. So I'm encouraging you to lean into that. Don't be afraid. Come up with a strategy and know that it's fiction. Know that the real strategy for your team is going to emerge as you stay committed to living this experience out. And as you live it out and act out this strategy, the real strategy becomes clearer and clearer and clearer. So stay committed to the lived experience. Don't give up when you see, oh, this thing feels hard. Don't give up on it. We'll figure out why it's hard. Going back to not inclusive, burnout, misaligned, like going back to that will feel easier. Stay committed to the strategy you've come up with and figure out the aspects that are hard. It'll be amazingly illuminating for you. And stay committed to living out your experience well as we continue in our journey to creating the earth, to recreating the earth to healing the earth, to healing each other in the process, and to utilizing our businesses as an opportunity as a conduit for that healing while we make our money, make the world a better place. Until then, talk to you soon. If you are ready to help your team become more productive and efficient without risking burnout, do my free team performance audit at faithclark.com.
0: This has been another episode of the Peak Performing Team, where we help business leaders cultivate more innovation, productivity, and well-being on their teams. If you liked today's episode, please share it with someone and write a review on iTunes. If you're curious about how this would work with your team, Go to faithclark.com, schedule a quick team performance audit, and get customized team strategies and solutions.